Hey there. Man, oh man, is it a treat that you are here yet again for our fourth episode now of the Preaching Theology series. If you haven't checked out the other three, go ahead and check those out before you listen to this one. All right, let's get into it. All right, all right, all right. You guys have made it to the fourth episode, and I am so excited to dig into this fourth prompt, which is also a very interesting one. In the last prompt, we had talked about and discussed the difference between the divine and human dimensions in the realm of preaching. And now today we are talking about the authority that the preacher has and as well as the Holy Spirit and his position within the process of preaching Now, I'm really excited about this because it's very similar to the last one, but it does have kind of this direction of the position of the preacher, which is not something we necessarily talk about a lot because the position of the preacher isn't necessarily a personality, which is what I talked about in the last episode as well. But the preacher does have authority. Now, you might be a little bit confused by that word because authority means power over And you're probably thinking, how does the preacher have power over me? Uh, Well, here's the thing. The preacher usually is called into this position of leadership. For the most part, a preacher is usually having some sort of headship and leadership. Um, And so with that being said, they have some sort of authority and direction and in the ministry, and they have some sort of status and position within the church realm, at least. And so that's kind of where we see authority is more so from the preacher, from the pulpit to the congregation, the audience. And what we can see through this process and through this kind of relationship between the preacher and the audience isn't necessarily that the preacher has power over these people, but the preacher has authority in what he is speaking. And that's kind of what I want to talk about because you might be thinking, why would the preacher have authority over me and ruling over me? Is that what, you know, that means? No. Um, What I'm meaning is the preacher, when properly preaching, properly leading, has been called to this position for a reason. Now, this was the discussion that we had talked about in my class at Moody Bible Institute, and that was, can you teach preaching? This was kind of a rough subject, um, but for the most part, people had agreed that you can't necessarily teach preaching to people who don't necessarily have the gifting. You can teach the subject, and they can understand the knowledge of how it is operated, but they can't necessarily perform it to their fullest potential and have this phenomenal sort of flourishing within the realm of preaching because they aren't necessarily gifted with it. If you try to uh, force somebody who is really naturally gifted at soccer and force them to play basketball, they may not have the proper coordination and may not be as successful. And so it kind of goes the same for, you know, the example of preaching and in and, and the realm of preaching is because people will try to force themselves to be a preacher um, because they have something to say. And so where the authority comes from. It comes from the spirit. It comes from being called. It comes from truly knowing knowing that this is supposed to be their vocation. Um, also because there is a qualifying sort of um, 
there's a, there's a qualification that they have to pass in order to be a biblical leader, and that is seen in First Timothy three, starting at verse two, where it says, "Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, see, <laughs> not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle." Not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? And so, as you can see, this is talking about the overseer of a ministry. And so you think about that image and how does that translate to the modern, you know, these modern ages? Because, you know, this was spoken to an original audience, you know, meant for somebody else that's not us right now, but it does translate to our modern system and how we operate things. We have our church that we do on Sundays. There's an overseer. Um, you know, some churches do it differently. Sometimes the elder is above the, you know, the pastor or the pastor is above the elders, etc. You know, either way, this overseer, whoever it might be, um, they have to be held accountable by their fruits, you know, by what you see, by their heart, by their intentions, whatever it might be. And so for the preacher, what does that mean? Well, there's a qualifier in order to get into this position of leadership. And then you can kind of see, you know, that being fulfilled. And then they're able to teach because they've already passed that kind of qualification. I hope that makes sense. But once they pass that qualification and they get into this realm of preaching, you know, they have all these other responsibilities within the realm of leadership, you know, preaching is just one of these, you know, uh, sub realms, if you would, within the entire realm of leadership and shepherding a flock. And so that's exactly what a preacher has authority in is if this person has been qualified, um, to be able to lead this specific ministry, then they are qualified to speak because they've passed that kind of qualification. And again, like I said, there are different qualifications. You know, what is the person's heart? You know, what is the person's intention behind it? Whatever it might be, um, that's something that is seen through their actions and through their speaking and their preaching. Um, but if they have properly passed the qualifications uh, of being called, of being somebody who is gifted with speaking, as it's said in that verse, um, they got to be gifted to teach. They have to be blessed and, and called with this opportunity to teach. And so this is the authority, you know, fundamentally, just like bare, bare minimum of the qualification of somebody who is able to preach. As you see in that verse, that's just bare minimum of somebody who has authority. But then there's, there's authority, not only, you know, systematically, you know, in these systems, but also there's a divine qualification. And that's kind of what we were talking about with being gifted to teach, being gifted to to lead has God has the spirit called this said person whoever it may be to teach um, to whoever it might be to whatever ministry it is whether it's at a conference whether it's at the church whether it's on the curbside whatever it might be is this person qualified when it comes to the, the the spiritual means and so those are kind of just different ways to analyze whether or not this person is qualified for teaching or whatnot that's just simply it that's just it's that's the bare minimum thing that you can see when it comes to being qualified to teach. Now, the Spirit has such an incredible role 
um, in this ministry of illumination, which means, you know, there's this relationship between the preacher and the listener or the audience or whoever it might be where the spirit can open up your eyes in a specific realm or a specific area of, you know, teaching of the word or whatever it might be. And as the preacher is preaching, you know, maybe they don't have this light shed on that specific area, but a person in the audience can receive some sort of, you know, revelation, which is what they call the illumination, you know, shedding light on a subject that they might not have seen before, might not have seen as, you know, clear as they did. And so there's this really unique sort of relationship between spirit, preacher, and audience where the spirit just comes in and really um, invades this moment where the preacher is preaching something and then finally snap it either catches on to the preacher or maybe the preacher prior to the to the message had some sort of revelation and so they're speaking it um and so it's kind of like this moment of awe this moment of just just wow <laughs> like i just received something from holy spirit that i've you know had never seen before in scripture i had never seen so clearly before and so the spirit doesn't promise us this and that's something that you know some people may be confused about we're not promised necessarily to be given these revelations or to be given these mysteries that are revealed but there is an opportunity for us at different moments where the spirit does when he wills when he desires to you know give us you know that um, sort of uh, light at the end of the tunnel or, or kind of this revealing of a specific subject. Um, you know, there's different moments where I read scripture and I'm like, wow, I never knew that before until today. And, it, and I've read this a million times. And, you know, for some reason, you know, the spirit decides to choose as he wills to shed light on that for us. And so that can allow us as, you know, preachers to be able to teach things clearly uh, clearly or even clearer um, or to be able to you know give other people the opportunity to see something clearly so maybe you know the spirit before like I had said earlier the sermon or the message gives that person some sort of you know that gift of illumination where it's like wow I just realized this and then you share it to the audience and the audience is like wow I never realized it before either you know that's really great you know there's different moments where we hear preachers do that when they're like hmm I had no idea about that or I never realized that before and now I'm just realizing that. That's so incredible. And so it's just this beautiful mixture of spirit leading, spirit qualifying the preacher through the giftings, through that person's heart qualifying spiritually, um, you know, when it comes to uh, the, the, the system of the, the ministry, whatever it might be, or even at their home, their home life, you know, how are they um, qualified as a leader um, based on the fruits of their home life. There's so many different, you know, mediums that you see or qualifications that you see um, that can be fulfilled through the preacher or fulfilled through the leader. And it's just this really beautiful picture, being able to see the spirit lead the preacher and then the preacher leading this audience. And it's not necessarily that the preacher has, you know, some sort of uh, power over the or dictatorship over the audience, but definitely when qualified properly and biblically um, is led by the spirit and through these different qualifications. So as you look at the past three episodes of what we've talked about, the the preacher has to be led. The, the preacher has to be led by the spirit, you know, and that looks like giving up my agenda for what the spirit wants to do, when, the way that he wants to lead, his desires, his wants for us. 
it doesn't look like me, me, me. And that's kind of what we talked about in the last episode as well is this difference between divine and human is that not everything has to go my way. And that is such an incredible thing because I fall short, I fail, and I'm imperfect. And for those of us that are preachers or leaders in ministry, um, we have these pre-qualifiers that you can see in those verses in, uh, in 1 Timothy 3. That is something that you should analyze. If you are someone that's in ministry, you have to look at that and say, uh, do I fit that? Do I qualify in that? Of course, again, with scripture, this is for a different context. This is for you know, a specific audience. So practice proper exegesis and hermeneutics and properly study that text and make sure, check your heart. Check your heart. Are you meant to be in ministry? Are you meant to be somebody who truly is fulfilling this lifestyle for Jesus who is properly preaching on the foundation of the Spirit and the foundation of Scripture? Again, if you made it this far, I want to thank you so much for making it this far. I am so excited for the next episode as we dig into the gospel and the importance of it in the pulpit and preaching. Hope you have a wonderful day. See you in the next episode. Episode 5. Here we go.